0: my Limitless podcast I speak with Colleen Rosenbloom and Bridget Garrett two moms who decided it was time to talk midlife and menopause outside of their neighborhood get-togethers and they started their own podcast with one of the best names out there hot flashes cool topics I am so excited to welcome to the podcast today, Colleen and Bridget. They have the, as I said, coolest podcast, hot flashes, cool topics. Ladies, I'm so excited to have you on the show today.
1: Thank you for having us. Thanks for
0: having us. You know, I love your backstory. I was looking into that a little bit. Like you were friends, you were neighborhood friends, you were raising kids together, probably at barbecues together. When did the light come on and when did you go, oh my gosh, we should do a podcast. How did that happen?
1: Well, Bridget and I moved into a neighborhood that um, really is conducive for events and getting together and building community. And at the time, we were empty nesters, so it really worked well. We had a lot in common, and we were literally sitting at lunch one day talking about all of the things that women in our demographic talk about. And we have a friend (laughs) of ours who does a podcast, and this was 2000 it was september 2019 and we said you know let's look up a few podcasts to see what they say about the topics and we could not find one that talked about everything and bridget and i were just finishing up our second careers and we were like you know what how hard could this be let's give it a shot and boy bridget (laughs) did we learn a lot didn't we (laughs) <laughs> yes.
2: Oh my goodness. It's amazing what you can learn at this age, which is something that is like a fallacy you think you're done that you're not going to learn anymore. Well, that's, that's not true because <laughs> we live through it. Yes.
0: Isn't it cool how I think women and men are realizing we can recreate ourselves. We can do something totally different than we did in our younger years, and we can still be successful at that.
2: That is amazing. Yeah. I mean, Colleen was an attorney. I was a teacher. And, you know, anything with technology, anything like that, we just kind of were like, oh, no, but wow. Thank you, YouTube. Thank you to all those people who make those videos, because it was really amazing. It really is amazing.
0: And how or who came up with, I love the title, hot flashes cool (laughs) topics where did y'all get that that would
1: be me well you know (laughs) blame
0: it own it exactly
1: who would have thought that my um i have actually have a degree in communications from college and who would have thought that i'd be using it so many decades later but we wanted to talk about obviously have a title that spoke to our demographic but we also wanted to talk about everything we wanted to be that umbrella podcast that wasn't just menopause wasn't just career shifting wasn't just relationships it was everything so it, it seemed natural to do the hot flashes and then cool topics because that kind of lent us to talk about anything so we we i don't think we've done an interview where someone hasn't said that is such a cool title we
0: really like it well i, I i'm telling you it's really <laughs> a cool title thank you <laughs> let me ask you this every woman in life is going to go through menopause and were you prepared for it, either one of you? no <laughs>
2: no <laughs> yeah i I didn't know what perimenopause was when I was going through it. I had heard of menopause. I had not heard of perimenopause, and I have a lot of older siblings, a lot of female older siblings, and I remember one of them going through it, and you know I was I'm seventeen years younger than her and thinking. <laughs> What are you doing trying to get that attention, fanning yourselves, (laughs) you know, yourself and everything? And then I started with Night Sweats, and I thought, what is happening? I'd never heard any of my siblings mention that. And a co-teacher of mine was saying, oh, yeah, Night Sweats. And I thought, there's a name for this? I mean, so, no, I wasn't prepared at all for
1: this. What about you, Colleen? I think mine started in around age 45, I started into perimenopause having no clue that that's what it was at the time, but I didn't actually get to menopause until I was 55. I just recently finished. And I think what shocked me the most was the um, brain fog, the weight gain. I didn't have as bad of hot flashes as Bridget had. I had the night sweats. Um, But the mental aspect, the anxiety that just rose, because you think around that age of 40, 45, your kids are getting older and you might have parents that are getting older. So you're kind of attributing everything to life and you're not thinking, wow, this could actually be perimenopause. So I was surprised. And I don't think until I started the podcast that I realized, wait a second. That anxiety, that brain fog, that wasn't me just having an anxious time in life. I think it was exacerbated by perimenopause.
0: Sure. You know, it just baffles me why we all know we're going to go through it, but why is it kind of a taboo topic? Why don't women discuss this more?
2: I think you're exactly right, the taboo surrounding it. And I I think, I don't know, just things that, were put upon us as children, It's especially depending on how you grew up, if you grew up maybe in a really religious household, or I don't know, just very conservative, or you just don't talk about these things. I think that has a little bit to do with it. Um, and I think, too, the health, the health studies behind it were done on men yeah. until 1990. And that was an eye-opener that I've learned through this.
1: There's a connotation with age. We think when you hit menopause, that somehow you are aging out of all the goodness in your life. And it's only now that we are living 20 30 40 years past menopause that now the media doesn't know what to do with it. Like your friends don't know what to do with it. And so when you mention menopause, they're like, "Oh no, I'm not there yet. I'm not. I'm not older." It's there's
0: just a connotation. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. You know, what do you think the most common misconceptions among us are about midlife and menopause?
2: That you can't learn new things, that you're done, don't try, you're too old for things. That, that's a big misconception that I've, I've felt.
1: I think it was definitely that. And also that you're done having fun in life. You're done enjoying things. I certainly don't miss um, having my cycles, I don't miss the migraines. I don't miss the cramping. I mean, just the act of of going through menopause, I think people think, oh, now you're not, you know, fertile. That's what you do as women. Well, no, there's so many more things in life that we get to do, and we get to enjoy now that our kids are getting a little older, we might have hit the career that we wanted to. Maybe we hit the pinnacle or we want to change careers. And now it's like, okay, we're just getting started, but we don't know how to write the script because nobody else has really talked about it.
0: Absolutely. And you know, Rob and I are now empty nesters. We have one freshman in college and one that just graduated from college and we're not calling ourselves empty nesters. We are calling ourselves free birds. And by that we're looking at this phase of life, like, wow, we spent all this time raising these beautiful daughters and now we're having fun with them. Now we're free to do more things than were ever possible when we were raising them. So I'm, I'm not, I'm like, I want free bird. I don't want empty nester. Oh, I
2: love it. I love that <laughs> free bird. I'm going to tell my husband that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you take it.
0: I also want to know, you know, from each one of you, what is the thing you learned most about going through menopause in midlife?
2: <laughs> yeah, learned most. Wow, just that your body, what is happening to your body, it, so many changes are happening and what co- it can what can affect the rest of your body. So, for example, um, I never had a problem when I was younger. I never was that sick. I've never had surgery. I've had two children. But I, you know, never had a lot of bad health issues ever as soon as I hit menopause. Blood pressure's going up. Right now, I've got this thing going on with my liver that I don't know. I'm going through this testing, Um, I guess, fatty liver or fibrosis, liver fibrosis. And I'm not really a huge alcohol drinker right now. I'm not drinking any alcohol because that's what the doctor said. So, um, So it's like, when did this happen? So it's all these health things that are happening to you just because you're getting older and you were doing the same things you always did. And it's not working anymore. So you're going to have to change some things up.
0: Colleen, what about you? What's the thing you think you've learned the most going through this?
1: How much misinformation is out there for women and how hard they have to work to get it? You know, Bridget and I were really surprised at how little education there is for doctors during their medical school training. That is just a couple of hours at most. And so when women are coming going to their OBGYN, the OBGYN, because that's who they think they have, you know, to ask questions, the OBGYN really doesn't have the not always, some very, some do, but a lot of them don't have the answers. And so when we learned number one about the fear of HRTs from the early two thousands report, coupled with North American Menopause Society which is a website you can check. It's a it's a group that has certified menopause practitioners. That will answer your questions. But it surprised me how women have to fight for this information, that it's not easily available.
0: No, we have to search. We have to Google. We have to, you know, and that's what shocks me like you is like, why isn't it more talked about? Why isn't there more information? Why are we, you know, this should not be taboo. And, you know, I have two daughters I tried to talk them through it because my mother never told me anything about it. So I don't want them to go into this phase, even though they're one's turning 19 and one's 24. I want to talk about what I'm going through. And so then when it happens to them, I think they'll reflect back and go, oh, all right, I think mom told me about that, you know? Because my mother certainly didn't talk to me about it.
2: It's also amazing, the media, Colleen, when you were talking that about that, it made me think about different conferences we've been to, different talks we've been to, and how in the media or on social media, that people who are trying to put ads out there to get the word out about feminine products or things that will help them through this stage of life, they get shut down a lot, or they get flagged. Uh, for their content, that's you know really just a product out there trying to help women, whatever the situation might be, whether it's health wise or night sweats or or, or um, low libido, anything like that. It's amazing what's happening out there, how that gets flagged for women's health issues.
0: That's just you know unacceptable to me. I really think. Give me some tidbits. Tell me about some of the topics or products actually products that you have found that you just love for women our age
1: well i think some of the um groups that are coming out with telehealth services like electra and my alloy they have some great hey perry is an app a free app that you can go on that's a perimenopause app and you can talk to more um, women like yourself and they have experts on and they have guests on which is great um I like the products from woman s they're a brand that you can get at Target. you can get it at is Ulta. it called
0: woman woman that for me woman so woman a n e s s so
1: W-O-M-A-N-E-S-S. Yeah. Womaness, yes that's woman s it's a full line of products
0: and and I love that you said they're at target that's cool
1: i think are they at Ulta as well they're at Ulta. they're g n c they
2: yeah they have a whole line they have from neck cream to skin care. Um, wow. To sexual wellness, they ha- body, you know, lotions, things like that. Um, Better
1: Not Younger Hair Care is a great line for women over forty. For if you have thinning hair, okay. if you have curly hair, if you have gray hair, they have great products for gray hair as well. You know, there, we talk to so many brands and companies that there's things like Become Clothing, which help with hot flashes. They have night shirts and. Rest duvet comforters that are cooling comforters and wow. sheets for when you have I mean we could send you a list there are so <laughs> many companies that people don't t- and you know that's one of the reasons why we love showcasing we have a brands we love page on our website because we really want people to know that there's a ember wave bracelet for when you have a hot flash that it will signal to your nervous system um oh, how cool there are just so many companies coming out now with brands and and we're not going to say that they all work because unfortunately when you find out that menopause is a 600 billion dollar industry you're going to get a lot of people throwing their hats in the ring
0: and every every woman's different so what might work for you might not work for me but you can at least explore and try you know and I found this brand bonafide that helps with thinning hair, and there's a hair serum you just put in. And then it also uh, rejuvenates the skin on your face. And then you get a bio, um, what you, a, a capsule. It's a three-in-one, like, system. It all comes in one little package. And, you know, I just love finding things like they're, uh, they're out there. It's just you kind of have to search. You do.
2: And, you know, a lot of women can't um, use hormone replacement if you've had if breast cancer is a big example. And there's a lot of research too, to, to back that as well. But a lot of these companies try to come out with supplements to
1: help with hot flashes. There's a pharmaceutical company called Estelis and you might have seen that they did a commercial for hot flashes during the Super Bowl. And at the time, their company was created, was in um, third, stage three trials with the FDA for a non-hormonal treatment for moderate to severe hot flashes called Fezzolanitant. They now call it Vezo with a V. Um, and it just got approved last week. So as of Friday, now they have still have to go through the pricing and getting it to doctors, but there is now an option for women to get a prescription that's non-hormonal. So if you do have pre-existing conditions or you have BRCA gene or something like that, but you are struggling, like Bridget struggled with hot flashes, not only can this help with hot flashes, but at the right dosage, it can also help you sleep, which is a huge issue that we've spoken to a lot of women about.
0: And, you know, um, it's not right for everyone. And I want to know your thoughts on this because I have no, you know, uh, genes or any problems, but hormone replacement therapy what was the biggest factor for me when I got checked I had absolutely no estrogen no progesterone and no testosterone in my body and I mean I was like zero I had like flatlined, and it caused some depression and anxiety and now that I am on hormone replacement therapy that has you know no link to breast cancer or anything like that I feel different. I mean, my skin feels now like my skin in my 30s because I was dry. I was I just had I just had no hormones and my doctor's like, you know, and I went to a specialist that, you know, deals in this and he's just like, we can you know, he, my husband was actually at the appointment and he goes, do you want your, your wife back like she was 30? And he's like, yeah, can you do that? And he's like, yeah, I can. So, I mean, it's different for every woman and every doctor is different. all your pre-existing conditions are different. But hormone replacement therapy has been a lifesaver for me. What are your thoughts? I mean,
2: I am on I'm on estradiol patch. I have progesterone. I had been on testosterone. I've I've kind of tried them all, <laughs> but when I first um, when I first was having, I think I was 47, and I went to my a gynecologist, and she gave me a And I was telling her, look, I'm having, I mean, I was having like 10 hot flashes an hour. If I barely moved, I would sweat. So then I didn't want to move anymore. So then that really made me gain weight because if I moved, I just, like if I got up, I'd just break out in a sweat. So uh, she put me on a fixer. Well, that didn't help at all. And finally, I went to a different doctor and they started me on um, bioidentical and they were... um, at a compounding pharmacy and it was it was fine then i my gynecologist you know said you know let's try something else now i'm on the patch plus the liver issue i don't want a whole lot passing through the liver so the um patch is really good i had even tried pellets um then we spoke to Dr. Lisa Larkin, and she was telling us, you do not want to do pellets. She just told us some really scary stories um, of patients, yeah, with the buildup of testosterone that could stay in your body and things growing. And I am now on, I've found a gynecologist that is fantastic, um, that she has me on the patch, and it has been really good. And I didn't realize how much estrogen played a part in other parts of your body, you know, like you said, skin, your hair, your joints, your mental health, everything that estrogen plays a part of. So I, you know, if you're able to do it, I think that that uh, Women's Health Initiative of 2002 did a real disservice to so many women.
0: I I agree. A lot of things that people don't want to talk about or women don't want to talk about. and, And that's like vaginal dryness. And everybody like, oh, let's don't talk about that. But it happens. And, you know, my dermatologist, Vaginex, you know, a, a little, you know, there are just a million things you can do. You don't want sex to become uncomfortable when you go through menopause. And I think so many people don't want to talk about that. But that's another health issue that we all in different ways probably experience, right?
1: Absolutely. And sex shouldn't hurt. That's what we've been told by so many experts. Sex shouldn't hurt. If you are an empty nester and you're finally getting time to enjoy being by yourself at home, you shouldn't be avoiding sex because it hurts. When there are options out there that, you know, if your doctor can't answer the question for you, don't be afraid to find another doctor. Don't be afraid to try someone else because there are a lot of really good doctors that are, have dedicated time and expertise into the world of menopause, that can answer your yes, questions. Yeah, and products,
2: you know, for that as well. Womaness makes a product for that. Um, uh, Joylux has a product um, for for sexual health. Yes, Joylux has great products. So there's so many things out there. Yes, our Kendra has um, a cream. So there there's just a lot out there that you didn't know you know that we didn't know about and i think it was um dr carol cool from the Mayo clinic that she just said her thing was if i could scream it from the rooftop sex should not hurt sex should not be painful
0: yeah (laughs) amen sister (laughs) now you know we've talked about so many negative things about menopause um but as we were just discussing here there are so many positive things that come with midlife and getting older. From each one of you, what are some of the positive things that you love about being your age?
1: Well, Bridget has said that she thinks this is the best stage of her life so far. So I, I, agree, I agree with her in in certain ways. I mean, I do miss times when my kids were younger and I, I had them with me. Um, but I'm really enjoying spending time with my husband, traveling. Getting to do this podcast has been the greatest gift because we are learning so much. We feel like we're making a difference. We feel like we're sending a message out to women so they don't feel alone because so many women feel isolated at this time of life. And I'm just having a really good time learning and exploring and realizing that, wow, I've got 30, 40, 50, hopefully years. What do I want to do with them?
0: That's so great. How about you? I, I agree.
2: You know, I always say, I don't think I've ever been happier. And I mean, I really did have a hard time with my children left home. So I really missed them. And then lockdown happened and they came back for a while and that cured me. Yeah. And, and I, was, I mean, it was really great. I got them back at their one's 30 and one's 27. And I got them back and you know, it just kind of was that great connection, and it kind of cured me. And now they're back on their doing their own things, and you know, my husband and I are getting ready, or he's getting ready to retire. So we've got all this time for travel, uh, for anything we want. We both love to play tennis. We both <laughs> took up pickleball, so we're all we're doing that whenever we want to do that, going wherever we want to go. And really, in learning so much, I I mean, first of all, podcasts didn't exist, you know, that I didn't, I would have never dreamed I would have been doing something like this. But even, you know, my husband, he listens to our podcast, he listens to it on his drive to work and back and he'll ask me questions and he has learned a lot. So it's just getting the word out and the message and the fabulous people that we have met in this community. It's just been really amazing.
0: Well, I want to hear from each of you in closing. Why has it been so important for you to want to change the narrative surrounding menopause and midlife?
1: Well, I think it starts as something selfish because we're in it. <laughs> we're in midlife and there weren't really opportunities for us to hear other voices. Granted, now is a great time because there's, I think everybody has a voice and It's great that we are hearing everyone. But back when we started, even though it was September 2019, not that long ago, there weren't that many voices talking about midlife and menopause. So it has been such a gift to be able to kind of ride this wave of seeing the narrative changing for women in our demographic and watching people gain confidence that maybe they didn't have that they were you know there are women changing careers and starting brand new ones in their 50s and 60s why not
0: so cool why not let's do it
1: every experience that you have had leading up to this you take a piece of knowledge with you so your value in in all the knowledge you have gained from your life experience it really truly is invaluable so i you know we are just starting some in-person events we're going to be doing conversations with prime women and we are going to have women talking one-on-one with other women in panels so that people feel heard and seen because we have consistently heard from women in our demographic that i don't feel seen and i don't feel heard i feel invisible and we've done everything we can to kind of say, you're not invisible. And it is a superpower to be this age because you fly under the radar. She can do anything you want and you don't have to really work. You're, you don't have that same need, I guess, in your 20s and 30s to succeed at this or succeed. It's a different definition of what success is. It may be just a personal thing that you want to do. So I it's a privilege to be this, be this age and I look forward to the next chapter. What about you, Bridget?
2: I you know what, Colleen? That was fantastic, <laughs> you know, way to express. Ditto, how you, you feel. just want to
1: say ditto. Ditto,
2: no. But it, it's true. It's amazing. I think when you get this age, like you said, you don't you're not worried about impressing. You don't really care what people think. You know, that you're you feel good expressing how you truly feel. And you don't really care if somebody doesn't agree with you or not. You're just like, Well, this is how I feel and this is what I want to do. And it's been pretty, um, it's been pretty amazing, uh, just like just these people that we've met, getting the word out to people, and finding people who were afraid to ask the questions, that just the relief that they get, that if we've helped one person, I'm just thrilled that, that that's been something that we could do, just to give them the name of a doctor, the name of the product, or this could be happening to you, and this is where you can find out where it's going to help you that's been great. Just one person.
0: I agree. And you know, my husband texted me last night. It was just so cool. He goes, we are just entering the best time of our lives. And just getting that text was just so freeing to me. And and I, I agree. I think I'm happier than I've ever been. And I've accomplished what I wanted to accomplish, but yet now I've got this new chapter opening. And um, I just want to tell you, I love your podcast. I think you're just amazing women doing amazing things and bringing up and bringing this to the forefront. We can talk about anything. Nothing's taboo. And that's why I love my podcast, Limitless, Boldly Tackle Your Next Chapter, because we can be bold. We can be out there. We can be free birds. We can be doing it all. Thank you both so much for coming on. I look forward to listening to your next podcast, and I want all my listeners to take a listen to. Thanks, gals. I hope to talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me on Limitless Boldly Tackle your Next Chapter. Subscribe to the podcast to be the first to know when new episodes drop. You can also keep up with me on Instagram at it's me, Julie Moran. Stay bold, everybody.